Hey. What's good with you? Fat man. What's up, baby? All good. All good, man. It's, it's been a long time. I've been wanting to talk to you. Also, I got to shout out my man, Chris, from MP3 Wax for putting shout this together. Big he, shout he, out he, to MP3 Wax. Yeah, yeah, he definitely got us together. I know you yeah. got the, I know you got the Catch a Vibe record. I'm playing that on my radio station, yeah. on my syndicated show. I know you got the other record, that, more of a viral record, and I'm gonna get to all of that. So let's start here, man. The the Mano I know is different than the Mano that I see today. How'd you get there? Growth, time. I, I had, I, I was afforded the opportunity to live a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I say that, and, I, and this is how I actually feel. It was a time when I didn't care about living because I had no hope. So I feel like I didn't care about living until I had the opportunity to live. You feel me? Didn't, you don't appreciate things until you have opportunity to really see what, see what they have to offer. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I was afforded the opportunity to actually live life, you know? And with time, time comes with growth and change. Like, you know what I mean? If you don't, if you don't change, you stay the same, you're gonna get the same results. Bottom line. Now you you and I'm again, I'm talking about the main one. You're a young dude, you're from Brooklyn, you wind up getting incarcerated. Incarceration is so much a part of your story. But I right. wanna understand, at what point when you were actually incarcerated, did you say, I gotta do something different. I gotta go in another direction. When did that hit you? Because it doesn't hit everybody. And right. you took that one thought, and I watched you. I watched right. you. We talked about this yes. before. Indeed. I watched you take it from there to when you got right. out of prison, and you took it to where we are now. So, what right. was that? What was the? Do you remember the time where you were or what you were doing when you said, "Y'all gotta change." You know. When I was in prison, I used to get into a lot of trouble. I would be—I was one of those dudes that was always in a box. I had a lot of conflict in prison. Um, it is what it is. I had—I had spent a lot of time in solitary confinement. I spent a lot of time, you know, having conflict with other men and being in those situations in the box, 23 hours a day, spending years in a box. So I got a chance to to quiet down a lot because it was like if I'm spending so much time with myself I don't have no I don't have nothing nothing else to do but face myself the scariest part about being in prison for me wasn't other inmates wasn't the guards it wasn't it was the fact that I knew that I was going to go home at one point and not know what I was going to do that was more scary that was more frightening than any, anything because I spent so much time in prison that I would, I would see dudes go home and always come back. See dudes come home, always go back. And I'm sitting in there myself saying, is this my fate? Is this, is this gonna be my life? Am I gonna be just this uh, a revolving door sort of a prisoner? Like, am I gonna be this back-to-back -back career criminal always in and out of prison for the rest of my life because you see it you go in there i was i went to jail when i was what, six 17 years old i went up north when i was 18. i was in, <clears throat> i was in grown men prisons by the time i was 18 19 years old and i'm around dudes that was in their 40s and it's like 
I don't want to be that, you know? So having so much time to spend by myself in no solitary confinement, I had, I, I had no other choice but to think and to think about my future because I, I didn't have forever. And although I was getting in a lot of trouble, I knew that one day I was going to go home. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do when I go home? So that right. was more frightening. So wow. I knew I had to do something. I guess if you have no idea what you're gonna do, you you don't know what to do. I, I know that. Listen, I know many people who go up and come back and go up and come back. There's a cycle. You do the shit in the street, then you go up and you start to do that. What what I call jail talk. Yo, when I come home, I'ma hold it down with my wife. I'ma do that. I'm just gonna be blah blah blah. And then when you come back, you get out there and you do the same fucking thing again. But you just said to me, you just said to to, to, to my cousin, I'm not doing that no more. But you go back and do it again. How are you right. able to, to flip that, man? Because that's so hard. That, that, that's what happens a lot of the time, man. Well, I never wanted to lie to myself and say that I wouldn't involve myself in certain, act, in certain activity. But I felt like once I, once I found a dream, once I found that I had something to work towards, then I knew that anything that I did on that journey was just to justify the end. I, I knew I couldn't go home and make a career out of anything that I was doing. Anything that I did when I came home, it was only to sustain what I needed to get to, to, to the point where I, I could be in the music business. You understand? So it wasn't about uh, you know me lying to myself and saying, I'm never gonna do this and I'm never gonna do that. It's not that. Because you can tell yourself all those things. You can say, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that, right? But one thing that you didn't tell yourself is, okay, if you're not going to do those things, then what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Because that's the key. You got to substitute it for something. Mm -hmm. You can't say, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm in it because the world is easy for you to picture and for you to, you know, plan while you're sitting in prison because the, the world is not moving. And then when you imagine things, you imagine it to go your way because it's it's in your dreams, it's in your head. Like you the you the you the victor every time. You gonna go, you gonna get out, you gonna do this, you gonna get that girl, you have this money, and in your mind, that's how it's gonna go. But when you come out here and everything is moving and life is happening and the obstacles and turbulence is coming at you, then you gotta figure out how to navigate those things because it don't go always go the way you want it. Do you know do you notice that because you were in there? you have a different kind of vibe and a different take on life where yeah. coronavirus, Ronnie Rich comes out of jail today. This is probably the worst time in the history of, of, of America in the last 102 years. This yeah. man got let out of jail today. Do you walk out of that jail with a different kind of mentality? When you're out here, do you deal with things differently? Like the way you think about coronavirus, you're like, yo, listen, man, I was locked up for 24 hours a day, man. And listen, I'd be glad to get out here and breathe exactly. over there. That's right. And and listen, um, welcome home, Rowdy Rich, man. Free the guys, definitely. I'm, I was I was I was superbly happy to see that. Um, yeah, like you appreciate more. You appreciate more. You you you're taking your blessings, you appreciate it more. You come home like COVID. That ain't nothing. Look what I done been through. COVID, I'm reading all types of bullshit. Like what? They in there gassing niggas, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I would gladly come and take my chances with COVID than staying here. 
Because you can get the COVID in there where you, you ain't really got a fighting chance. So yeah, you come out with a with a with a with a different outlook. You appreciate more. You 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 have a different energy because you knew what it is to be stepped on for so long that you 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 get out and the smaller things you appreciate them, you know. But that's how you stay out is is to continue to appreciate those things. Continue to appreciate the smaller things. When I was when I was when I was when I was locked up, all I wanted to do was be able to leave my TV on, some small shit like that. I just wow. wanted to be able to. I, I wanted to be able to have the option to go to the store at three, four in the morning. Just mm. you know what? I, I just want to walk to the store. Just leave my house and just go and just do what I want to do. Like freedom. If you never, if you never got your freedom taken then you don't know what it is to lose it. But when you do lose it and gain it back, man. It's different, right? It's different. It's different. It's sweet. People, it's sweet. People, you're just tuning in. We're talking to Mano. Um, every night we do craziness, nonsense, foolishness, celebrity interviews. Tomorrow night is Jamel Hill. So if you're not, if you're new to this, uh, just follow me at Batman Scoop and you'll see everybody I'm going to have on this week. I, I'm talking about jail because for me, that was so much part of that was so oh, much yeah. to me a part of your story and what happened next what happened next i was like chilling yeah. the entire way because of what happened next so a lot of people are afraid of jail they're nervous they don't know what to expect how number one how can you actually get in trouble in prison and number two What's the best time and what's the worst time you ever had in prison? Um, the the worst time was just being there every day. Every day, I was. It felt like I never wanted to be there, bro. I never wanted. I never felt like I was a jail nigga. I felt like they was on my time. Um, but. I went I went to prison so early that <clears throat> my values was different. So we were still hung up on uh, and having names and stuff like that. So I was getting in trouble because I was having conflicts with other with other young men and we and we was cutting each other and stuff like that. So you know, I had I had a lot of you know, uh skirmishes. I've been to over 10 different prisons, some 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 twice, you know, um so that's that's how that was going. But after a while you start to you start to realize that this behavior is not going it's not it's not going it's not going to save you from nothing. Like uh, what are we going to be? The toughest niggas in the jail? What is that? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we we at the bottom of society and being in and being in the box is underneath that. You know? Right. So did you right. ever did you ever have any fun? Was there any one fun time that you could be like, yo, I laughed this hard, or I did this, or or whatever? Because everybody everybody equates prison with pain. Of course. It's gonna be days when you're laughing and joking. Because <clears throat> listen, we black people, we strong, we resilient, we resilient. We gonna make the best out of any circumstances, right? It was days when I laughed so hard, like I forgot why I was that for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, it's days when reading books helped me escape the walls. You know what I mean? Listening to music helped me escape the walls. So, 
of course you're gonna have the day i don't want i don't want to say fun but it's days when in moments moments where you can forget because you caught up in in something that may be humorous entertaining whatever it is so yeah now you get out now you're on the street how do you turn this in because this is before i meet you so you're on the way up now right not on not on the not on the high 97 radar yet you're out right how do you what do you do when you get out and how do you turn this into something because for me the biggest part of Mano is taking that and turning it into what i saw this is right. all the above and all this stuff right. and i and i remember just being so happy for you like yo this man came from here right. he's lapping motherfuckers he's literally lapping motherfuckers right and that's why i supported you all the time because i love the story you come out your baby how old you, has you ever dealt with women like you know how do you build it from zero to where you where you actually catch a record and now you're on atlantic and you're doing bigger things um i came out so i came out originally and then um my girlfriend at the time got pregnant when i was on my violation um, I was home for five months, and so then when I came home, my son was 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 three months old. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm on parole, got a brand new baby. Um, I'm still basically in the street, um, and it's it's just a lot to deal with, right? But I knew that if I worked hard and if I stayed with it, that something was gonna happen. My mind was made up like that I had to continue on that path because you know it was things happening in the street but I knew that I had a vision and that I wanted to, to make something else happen and I wanted to to, to to find myself and at least give myself a chance to try something different because if we street niggas we we know that already mm -hmm. we know that already right we street niggas we just we come from the street we learn whatever right but let me try something different. If I could try something different, let's see how that let's see if that works. Let's try hard though. And and really give it our all to see if it really works. If not, then we already know we stream, we already here. You, know? you can always go you can always go back to it. Exactly. So, but this is but it, as as time went on, I started I, I began to understand that how you start, you don't gotta finish that way. Yeah, we come from the street, we come from violence, we come from drugs and all that. But we don't got to finish like that. So if we're trying to finish the game, finishing the game doesn't mean that we got to die or leave our legacy as just being real niggas or, or street niggas. If that's my legacy, then I haven't done enough here. You know what right. I mean? Now, 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 you come out. How long does it take for you to get to where you were, to where we started paying attention? Well, what was it, that process I, like? What was it like, and what did you go through? Was that a long process, or you just did it in a relatively short time? Um, I feel like it was. I I, I came home in two thousand and three. I signed my first record deal in two thousand and the end of two thousand and five, maybe two thousand six. I basically had a record deal in like less than two years. A major right. record deal. I signed to um. Universal Motown. Um, what happened was this was the DVD 
mixtape era. So when I got mm -hmm. home, I, you know, you know, I had homies that knew other people that knew other people, and then, you know, we was mixing up. Met K Slay, met DJ Enough, a new Clue, you know, Envy, and I was I was getting into that into that circuit. Then the DVDs came, and then I was getting into that, and I started to build up um, a name for myself in that in that circle. Um, and then I made a record called Rumors. I don't know if you remember Rumors. Rumors is the record that changed my life. That's the song mm -hmm. that changed my life. Most people that may have heard of me didn't hear me to Hater, which was years, years after that. Um, that was a whole now, people. If you don't know about Hater, that was a fucking... No, they know, but that's what I'm saying. They know, they know that. I'm saying prior to that, three, four years prior to that, the song that got me on that had that had record labels calling for me that had you know producers and everybody sorting me out was a song called rumors that song is what got me my deal that's the song that changed my life that's the song that got me um you know i, I had like people calling me from record labels like, like who's this They're like oh this such and such from you know from this record i'm like what get the fuck out of here like you know so it was it was different. Um, so from that point on, I, I, I feel like I never, you know, it's, it's, it's been an uphill, up and down journey, but I feel like once I got in position, I never was going to look back at the streets as being a place to be. You know, I felt like I was smart enough to kind of navigate and, and, and keep myself at least, you know, um, available for opportunity, you know? Mm -hmm. No. More opportunity. Now you're you're a street guy. Now you got people looking at you. Like you said, you look at the phone like, yo, universal, get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that and, and, and get into that world without scaring the hell out of people so they don't do business with you? Because we all know you have a name. If you're too scary, these dudes won't touch you. So how do you able to, to, to navigate that? Man, that's that's what I always wanted to ask you. I feel like um, I feel like what you were describing is exactly what, what happened to me. See, I didn't have nobody to really, um, although I was smart enough to try to pivot out the street, I didn't really understand that some of the some of the things that I was doing and the energy that I was coming into the game with was energy that was going to run the money away. See, I, I didn't separate the business from from reality. Like I'm thinking that okay. All these niggas acting like they street niggas. All these dudes acting like they really that. I'm really that. This is what I'm saying back then. I'm really that. We really that. And that was my energy. And then things would happen around me. You know, um, conflict, some issues, stuff was happening. And it did, it did, it did uh, scare some money away. I feel like I would I would be in a way greater position than I'm in today had I learned those lessons earlier. Now, now and, and so when did when was the point that you said that Mano got that reality check? Like, yo, I'ma change it, I'm doing too much, this is what home on, this shit is wild, boom, boom, boom. Because once you got on that fucking, once you got on that, that it, now we was going up there. That's right. when I feel like all of us caught the wave. We right. all caught the wave at that point. And that's when I start to see you. And they like, oh, y'all, blah, blah, blah. Made up a book, And that's when it really started hitting. So when did you get the, when did it 
kind of kick in and say, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it a different way, I'm going I'm to move like this. Because after that, that's when, the, that's, when the, that's when it started coming, man. Um, When I started getting sued, when I started getting sued and seeing the trouble that that was causing me, and then when I started to see that some opportunities, I was losing opportunities because when you got the record label saying, well, they don't want to do it because they just, you know, they think you're this kind of guy and they think, you know, and I'm like, but I'm really, I always been humble, always. Even at the, the height of whatever was said about me, I've always been, you know, well-spoken and humble. So it, it was just the it was just the mystique or, or the or the energy, but I knew I had to change that because that was preventing me from from excelling. And in, and if I wasn't going to be able to excel, then I'm going to take care of my family. So that is a, common sense after a while. Yeah, but you know something that's very rare for someone to put those those two things together and not go back. So that's to me that's a one in a million thing. So now you. Now you get the motel. How do you wind up with the all, all the above record? Well, I got dropped off a off a off a um, Motown Universal. I got dropped off of them. They dropped me one day. It was like, all right, we good. And then I I was like back in the street, like damn, trying to figure it out a little bit. I was like back, like damn, like um, I made high hater in that in like when I had no record deal. So by the time I sat down with Atlantic, I had it. And, um, you know, it took a minute, the deal got done and it was on from that point on. Um, you know, and then you, you know the difference when you with a record label that, that just signs you and then when the record label is behind you. So they got behind me and then, we, you know, we got it going. So for, some, for somebody who's out here that's an up and coming artist that's trying to figure it out, what is the difference between when an audit when a label signs you and when they behind you? You feel it. Like, you know, you, you got they not necessarily putting the bag in the in the um resources in the machine behind them. You know, you, you got people that signed been record 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 deals for years, just on the shelf. They waiting to follow your energy, especially now more than ever. Um but when that when the record company's behind you, you you feel the difference. You see that they more eager to do things. You see that they um they 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 have no issues spending that money, you know. Um, and then you feel the push. You know the push. You 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 prioritize. You prioritize. <laughs> so 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 I'm at Hot ninety seven, and Sam Crespo Sam Crespo comes to me, and. I think it might have been Crespo and Kaiser, or maybe it wasn't Kaiser, it was somebody else. And he said, yo, Mato. I said, yeah, you know, record, hot, moving, buzz record, boom, pop. Mm -hmm. He said, listen, this is in Hot 97 in the in the, in the B-Air booth, in the back. You know where the production studios are, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So come to me and they say, listen, I think Mato got one. And you know, everybody uses the word got one. Yo, we yeah. got one, yo, we got yeah, all right, all right. When that shit said, did, 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 when I heard that, and it wasn't happening to me, well, I said, well, hold on, what the fuck is this? Play it back, right? So you start the record over again. I'm like, oh, shit. This motherfucker. He, he got it. And the mm -hmm. thing, and, and the thing was, 
took that and you ran your ass off. Some people, when they get that, they don't hustle. And I felt like when you got that, you went into a fucking overdrive. Does right. that, that mean was that me believing that or was that actually what happened? Well, in fact, I was gone for a long time. I was on the road. I stayed on the road. I, I built a lot of relationships in that time. You know what I mean? That why well, I'm able to still be here today. You know, just because I, you know, well, a lot of artists don't do those runs no more. We, we, you going from city to city, radio station to radio station. You going from radio station to meet and greet, meet and greet back to the hotel to the club. Like you doing every drop, every 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 sign, picture signature. Like you doing all that. Like I did everything for everybody without problems, without complaining. But showed up on time every time. So, you know, it it was. Like, like we talked earlier about having the energy to come from prison. Like, I had that energy like, man, look, this is easy. Where right. you need, to, need me to be? I need to be on, um, I need to be on, 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 in a, uh, on the morning show at 6.30 in the morning. All right, I'll be there at 6.10. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy. Because it, it ain't nothing. After nothing. what you go through, it ain't nothing. Like, for example, me and Chris talk all the time. Chris from MP3 Wax, shout to him. And he says to me, he's like, yo, there might be, there might not be no person who worked harder than me. Right, right. I said, get the fuck out of here. He said, yo, he did this, 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 this, this. He said, even he, he didn't even complain. He just took a fucking glass of water, this, 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 this. I said, he's fucking acting like a machine. He said, yeah, because his, his path is different. He don't, he's looking at this from a whole different angle than, than we would ever look at it. And I saw, I saw the, results of that hard work now when that goes away you now gotta go through another peak and valley how do you handle that are you just waking are you saying to yourself well goddamn, this is just part of the game what's it what's your mind state man that's 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 the highs and lows of being an artist what do you think a lot of artists be high you know what i mean drug addiction and shit like that man those those highs when you're not hot i mean when you're hot it's like you high when you're not hot, it's like, man, nobody calling you. All other artists ain't calling you. Niggas seeing you doing deuces. Like, you feel it. You feel it. You know? But but for me, I've been through worse. I'm going to always survive. You know what I mean? So I had to always just navigate and just make, make not always make it about the, 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 the record, but just make it about me. And if I can make it about me and make myself a fixture, then... I don't have to always depend on having a, a record because me making dope music, I can control that. Me making music that's gonna blow up, that's out of my hands. If I don't have the proper situation, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if we got music out right now, is it gonna is it gonna go double, triple, platinum? That's not in my hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? But did I put my heart into making it? It sure did. You know. Right. But the thing is that, here's the thing, you have to understand, you made the record, you put yourself in the right position, you got the right artist in French Montana, and you're doing the right song at the right time for, for where we are in radio right now. So you did lay all of the, you laid all of the bricks that you possibly can lay. Now at this point, it's just whether it's going to take off. For example, my show, we planned it. It's good. You know I'm going to support right. you. Whatever. So, so, but, oh, no, no, I ain't, I ain't mean to cut you off, bro. No, no, so I'm just saying, you put yourself in the right position 
to right. make this happen. Right. And, 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 and then, so now I turn around, I'm like, okay, boom, coming back, boom, doing this thing. Then all of a sudden, I turn around and I see this nigga in California. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, this nigga got on whatever the fuck shoe, $900 shoes. I'm saying, yo, this nigga switched it up. What's that? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, it's a New York nigga in, in Cali. And I hit you, I said, Yo, nigga, what you doing out there? So then you just you said I'm a digging, I'm a digging to a whole different world, and that's the movie world, right? Right, right. So I, I've been, I've been, I've been like working on um, producing my, a lot of my own content. So I definitely got some stuff coming, but all that is just um, evolving, though, bro. That's just evolving. Like we, 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 we get older, we mature a lot, and then we just trying to get into different rooms, you know. Um, you know, we we just dropped the whole project. Um, Die Legend, which is out right now, all mm-hmm. platforms, and you know, which the French record is on there. Um, Catch a vibe, and you know, young niggas, and there's a lot of a lot of dope music on there. You know, I got the podcast that I do from my house called Kitchen Talk. So it's just it's just about increasing the value. You know what I mean? I started to look at everything more business like, and it started to, to be more serious about my business and just just increasing my value. I spent a lot of time in LA. You know. Um, you know, got family there, so it's 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 always a a good vibe. A good vibe. Yeah. So the the podcast, yeah. I noticed it. I, I may be wrong, but I caught on to it right after the flip you flip the script interview. Was what was it before you were you doing? Did you have the idea before that or after that? Because I kind of I kind of got aware of it right after the flip the script. I always was always asked to get into that life of podcasting and everything. I was always asked to do that. And um, I even had a deal years ago when me and Uncle Murder Revolt gave us a, a deal for a show. We shot some episodes and never came out. But it was always something that I wanted to do. So when the quarantine happened and the pandemic happened, I was like, you know what? Let's just shoot it in the crib. We hang out in the kitchen anyway. Let's just get it, you know? So... It- I think that, and you, you're on to something with that shit. You're on to Thank something with that shit. I watch you. you're on to something with that shit. Do you want to take that to the radio? Do you see yourself on the radio? Um, I don't really see radio though. I don't. I don't see. Re- I don't really see radio. But you know, podcast is different. It's, it's a little more freer. You know, you could you could express more. So I, I, I like it. The you know that kind of setting like that. Now, for anyone, because of course you're on here with some of my people, I'm on here with some of your people. For anyone who has not watched the podcast, because I catch it on YouTube, for anyone who has not checked it out, why should they watch it? What is what is it about? What can you expect? Why should they it's watch vibe. it? It's a, it's a vibe, man. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, school. There's a very nice a, lady. Shout out to Ricky Hustle Hall, your favorite time boy, Georgie. Not like we just talking about life from my perspective. We joking, we laughing, and we talking about serious things. We sometimes have have guests on there. Um, this week we just had it's bis it's uh, a biscuit. Um, I've had uh, Michael K. Williams on there, um, had Ice T on there. So I, I didn't want to make it all about the guests because I felt like if I did, then that's what people watch it for. So I try to originally make it about us, but now we starting to throw in a little guest right now. But it's a, it's a good show. It's cool, you know. It ain't you know it ain't anything pretentious. It's it's just it's cool. We 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 having a good time. I, I like I like it, and I like the fact that 
right after I saw that interview with you and Flip, I got aware of it. And I said, again, another stream of income, moving out, doing yeah. certain things. Do you think that eventually you're going to leave the rap alone and just do the movies and the podcasting? Or will that always be a part of your life? Um, at this, yeah, you, you, you kind of always want to make, make it to the point where rap is not your, your, your primary money, you know? Um, but you like to do it. We love, we love to do it. We express ourselves through it. I got the studio down, down, downstairs. I, I record myself now. So it's like, wake up and just go do, do a verse, like whenever. So that's what I'm, that's where I'm at. I, I listen, I don't have a studio downstairs. However, I got a studio in the fucking closet. I write about seven steps away from here. Final question. You've been through so much. What's the smartest thing you did? And what's the biggest mistake you made? Because there are a lot of artists listening. There are a lot of people who are on my platform that are in the music and they need to hear this. What is the thing that you did? You say, yo, man, I was really smart for doing that. And what's the thing that you said, damn, I messed up. Maybe I should do that over. If I had a chance, I'd do it over. I was, I was smart for embracing change in a number of ways. Um, but if I had to do it over, I would say, take more chances. Sometimes you don't always see it. Risk, you know, take more chances. You know, it's a gamble either way, but you gotta, you gotta believe, you know? So that's what I would say. I would, I would took more, more risks, um, more chances. Is there a particular song or something or a risk that you didn't take that turned out to be the shit? That you said, you turned around and said, well, damn, I should have done that. Yeah, song, um, certain, certain, certain fashion, certain, certain everything. Um, doing certain songs with certain people, um, being in certain uh, crowds. I'm like, Man, I ain't going over. I ain't doing that. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like sticking too much to my my own principles and to my own code. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's you look back and be like, man, I could have did that. You know. Yep, and I and sometimes if you you know, I, and I've been through many of that many a time with my with my thing, bro. Tell them where to get the song. Shout to MP3 Listen, Wax. Shout to MP3 Wax. Shout Tell them to MP3 Wax. Big shout out to MP3 Wax. Big shout out to MP3 Wax. Die Legend is on 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 all plat platforms right now. Um, catch a vibe, young niggas, everything. Um, MP3 Wax, because I already know my man Chris gonna be, you know, but um, he's on, all he's platforms. <laughs> He, he be on. That's my guy. Yeah. He be on it, bro. He be on yeah. it. So listen, I will get in touch with you because there's some stuff I want to talk to you. There's some shit that you said that I one night I was on Instagram Live and you were on there right when the whole George Floyd thing took off. We talk about the police. I'll talk to you about that later because that's a behind the scenes right. conversation. But love, I just want to bro. tell you I love you, man. I'm always you, with man. you because I love your story and I love what you've Thank done, you, man. You took it from Thank nothing you, to something, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Love. Make Noise with Fat Man Scoop is produced by myself alongside Raj Kachacha and the team at creativecontentagency.com. Please support this podcast by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I love that. And by following this podcast on Spotify and sharing links to episodes you enjoy with your friends. Do it. You can also email the show via podcast at fatmanscoop.com. I answer that. Or you can DM me at Fat Man Scoop. Yes, I answer DMs.